It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. With an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Yeah, James here. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship today. We'll be sharing our experience with feeling inferior in recovery in episode 39 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woo-hoo. How's it going, guys? Good. Before, how, how, before how's I it feel to be free? Yeah. How's it, how's it feel to be, did you say free or three? Three. Oh, well, you guys are three. Oh. I'm, I'm much older. Yeah, you guys celebrated your, uh, your birthdays last year couple weeks what what do you think what felt different is now you're three years into recovery um just the way that i was presented my chip i was not in a room full of people clapping their hands it was silent and i was speaking into the to the camera but luckily my wife was here and she handed me the chip together we, we, we presented each other with each other's chips, and um, it was fun. It was, uh, it was definitely different, but I felt the love at the meeting. I really did. Now, did you share something with her? Did you, like, say something really nice when you gave her the chip? Yeah, I say I held the chips up to the camera, and I was like, look, you guys, we ordered the same chip for each other from separate stores online, completely individual of each other. But they were the same chip, just different color. And I was like, isn't that amazing? That's what I shared. Wow. And then everyone was like, silence. <laughs> Do you think they didn't believe you? Is that why they were silent? They were... No, they were silent because they were they're muted. All... <laughs> <laughs> they're all muted. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I got a lot of chats. I got some chats after. Dennis. And towards the end, <laughs> yeah. How did your experience go, Dennis? Uh, I'll tell you in a week. You'll tell. Uh, oh, because we're, we're recording. <laughs> well, this he's writing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking the the radio magic here. I think it's I think it's fine. So so when yeah. we're recording this, we could say that today was actually three years that James uh, picked up his his chip this morning. So yeah, yep. and you will be doing it in two days. Thursday, which when this is out live, Tuesday from the re- a week and a half ago. If you think, yeah. you're just confusing everyone. <laughs> I, don't know. Right. I don't know. Where am I? Yeah. And why do my fingers smell like peppermint? That's the question. I don't see anything <laughs> the matter here. Uh, do, do, you, do you have big plans, God willing, for your three years, though, Dennis? Like, who's going to be giving you your chip and all that? I have no plans at all. Like, people keep asking me, isn't your date coming up soon? Or you have a birthday coming up or whatever. And I'm just always like, oh, okay, that's good to know. I... So I'm kind of <laughs> pretending like I don't know and I have no plans at all. I don't expect much. I mean, I'm going to wake up, do the Zoom meeting, try to not be too embarrassed from any attention that I might get. And, yeah, I don't know. 
Nice. My um, I'm actually spending the day. My children are in their separate rooms. One's playing Terraria, Ooh. and the others, the others playing Minecraft Dungeon. Ooh. It's like if you've ever played that old game Gauntlet. Do you remember that from the arcade? Yeah, it's a it's a dungeon crawler like Diablo and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was it was yeah. really interesting. He's like, look, Dad, look, Dad. I was like, okay. It okay. looks really fun. Have you played it yet? Not yet, no. Sweet. But I did get to see the Minecraft ray tracing, and that's amazing. That is amazing. Nice. Oh. So that so that's what you guys are doing. Three years in sobriety. <laughs> Playing <laughs> Minecraft. You can, you can have this life too you follow these simple steps mm-hmm. that we we have in front of us i uh i sent you guys a text last night or could have been two days ago now about uh, a topic i was thinking and i think it came to me because of the isolation that i know a lot of us have felt the last couple months about feeling inferior in recovery and i wanted to get your uh your take on it what did you guys think when i texted you that my my first inferior. Yeah. My mind's the exact opposite. I was like, oh man, this is personal. I always feel inferior. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's dive into that. So so why is that and did that go away uh early in recovery or how is that today? Um for me, I think um you know, I think it stems from you know, I think a lot of the guilt and the shame of my life, you know, things that I've done. And when I look at the outside world and compare myself to other people of my age or, you know, and stuff like that, or in the industry that I'm trying to get in and stuff, it just, I, it makes me feel less than because I don't necessarily achieve successes in life or like, I'm not the ideal of person, ideal person that I think I am and stuff. So it stems from that. I think uh, coming into recovery, it's, changed a lot you know when you get purpose in life and stuff like that you know of helping other people and like I think you know your your guys' sponsor Brian who told his story on here um always says and it's in the beginning of our credits that really hit me early on in recovery is if you want self-esteem do esteemable things and I believe that truly works because, you know, when I'm helping other people and I'm of service and stuff, it makes me feel good in that I, I am not useless and stuff like that. Now I can't say that it's like completely gone away. You know, it's something I deal with like every day along with my anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And I think, you know, as far as like the fellowship, like you guys and, and other people in our fellowship and stuff, like hanging out with people and like being a part of something helps, but it's something I got to continue to do. And then also like, you know, God praying and letting go and like not believing the negative stuff that I tell you, you know, like where God made me how I am and that's how I'm supposed to be and like where I am and what I'm doing I'm more effective than maybe if I'm where I think I should be or something, mm. you know, I don't know if any of that made yeah. sense. But. Yeah. James, like, how are you as far as do you, do you feel it? Well, I just want to say your audio quality is amazing today, Dennis. Thank you. so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It does sound good. 
I don't, um, he wasn't being sarcastic. He didn't say it. No, no, I was not. I was. Oh, okay. Were you, Dennis? You were being yeah, sarcastic. It seems like it. A little bit. I thought you were being sarcastic. I can't <laughs> no. hear myself, so I don't know what I sound like. <laughs> no. That was funny. I was like, um, let me see. Inferior. I, in sobriety, I have felt a little inferior sometimes. Um, but not so much as I, I used to. It's definitely so much better nowadays, you know? Are you asking specifically? In yeah, sobriety? like how did, it, how did it change? Was it something you dealt with before coming into recovery? And like, what did you learn to improve on it to how you are today? Well, let me see. What, uh, I'll give you an example. When I was wor- before when I was drinking, for over a decade, um, you know, I was I worked in restaurants a lot, and I always felt inferior because I didn't have a cool office job, and I wasn't, you know, uh, an author or drawing comic books for a living. And um, you know, I I wanted to do that, I just didn't have the drive to do it. And ultimately, whenever I did try, like I didn't like it. Like I like doing artwork fun whenever I try to monetize it it just I don't know it bogs me down and I get upset so fast forward to when I picked up my white chip I moved up to celebration and I had to live I I got to live with my in-laws because I didn't have anywhere else to go so God bless them and it just so happens that they live in one of the most magical places in the world so what a cool place to get recovered um and during this, I, I had um, gone to the hospital for a week. And as soon as I got out, I was like, I have to find a job. I cannot live with my in-laws and, and just sit around the house on my ass. So, um, you know, I went back what I knew how to do, and that was bartending. And I asked my sponsor, I was like, hey, do you think I can bartend? Um, he's like, yeah, you need a job. He's like, I was like, yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, yeah, just don't drink. And I was like, okay. And so I got a job. I, I got hired right away as a bartender. And man, let me tell you, like, I felt no, like, it was completely different. It was like a brand new job, completely different experience. There was no shame or inferior inferiority. There was just like happiness and gratitude. And it's been like that. For three years, I've worked at this restaurant bartending. And ask Dennis, like, I love going to work. And I have, like, the best time. And I think to myself, like, I could be doing anything. And I think I'll feel like this. Before, it was like this. I think a lot of it's because, you know, I didn't like serving people or being at people's beck and call, especially when they were jerks. But now I just think of it as a growing opportunity. Like I get to be of service because the whole program is love and service, you know? So I get paid to serve people. And when they're jerks, it gives me a chance to really show patience and smile and treat them like a sick friend, like it says in the book. So that's one of the examples that I could lend to you guys. Like, like I don't have that, that complex anymore. And, and because of that, I've actually started doing more art and just doing it for fun. And if someone wants to 
do or ask me to do something for them, I'll say, sure. Sometimes they'll, they'll give me money. And of course, usually I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. They'll give it to me anyways. And my, my mother-in-law reminded me like, like if they're giving you money, you should take the money because you know, you don't want people to just start harassing you all the time. <laughs> and she says, and your time is worth it, James. Your time is definitely worth it. Yeah, the, the, lo- the logo so, that yeah. we have, uh, you created. You made that, you know? I did. And, and it's beautiful. We had a couple different logos. And remember, I'm like, hey, why don't, like, every month we'll swap it out to, like, a different holiday. <laughs> and at first you're like, yeah, I think you did that. And I think you made, like, three. And then you're like, there's a lot of holidays. <laughs> I don't want to. every holiday. Well, the the problem was it wouldn't it wouldn't change. We, we're on yeah. seven different platforms, so if you change one, they're all over the place. So we wanted to be a consistent yeah. one logo. On on I believe on the Apple platforms, we were like we had a what was it a <laughs> Halloween one or a Christmas one that was on for like and months it looked or super scary because it was there were pumpkins, yeah. but it was the color red and it kind of looked like there was blood, like. <laughs> So it's like, is, is yeah. this what we want people that are just... It was black matter. It was black matter. <laughs> it, was, it was something. But it, I just uh, want to say, like, if anybody wants to share any of their art, because they're, I don't know what it is, the creative people that are just in recovery, there has to be something in the DNA, something in the disease that just grabs onto those people. Um, and it's so funny that people that are so creative... You know, Dennis, you with film and writing, James, you with your art, um, and I'm not creative. <laughs> you, you as well with with your you are creative though. You put a lot I of think, creative in I your your all profession. I, all I do is uh, try to communicate, um, and hearing people's stories is something that I, which is why I think speaker meetings are something that I love like so much. And to, yeah. to grab yeah. onto, but have you guys heard of, there's a phrase that is, uh, what do they call a phrase that's really, like really popular right now? Almost like a hot phrase or whatever that would be uh, called. Buzzword. A buzzword. Or a... Have you guys heard of imposter syndrome? Have you heard of that? Oh, absolutely. That's, like yeah. really, that's, that's a yeah. buzz phrase right now that everybody is jumping onto, which is... Yeah. Uh, I can identify a lot with that um, where whenever there's something that's going on that um, I guess is it, something like really good it, that I'm like proud of. Uh, I, in that moment, feel like imposter syndrome takes over. Like, you know, I'm really not that good. This isn't that much of an accomplishment. And unfortunately I feel that a lot. Like whenever we, uh, get a lot of people that listen to this podcast when there's an episode and it really like, I'm like, you know, we get messages from our home group of people being like, you know what, you guys are doing a really great thing. Da da da. Uh, I discredit it and say, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Even though there's so many other ways we can spend the time that maybe we should be proud of accomplishments. You know, when your mother-in-law James says, you know, you, yeah, you know, you do great work. And if somebody wants to pay, instead of you saying, no, it's, it's not worth it, you know, maybe, you know, be proud. The same thing with the premieres that you've had in the past, Dennis, and the work that you do now and people are reaching out. 
Um, I find that even difficult in, in recovery, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, I think like me personally, I, I deal with that on like almost every project I do every like time I sit down to write and look at a blank page or even read a finished project or something that I do or anything. I'm always have this thought behind me, like, like, you know, almost like, what's the point? Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't Shakespeare quality or Mark Twain or something, you know, like no one's going to read this. Like, who am I to do this? Or even sitting down. Wait, 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 wait. let me, I'm going to stop you right there. What do you think my wife and I do at the pool every Saturday? We read your scripts. Yeah, but that's only because you you feel (laughs) obligated to, you don't really enjoy it. No, no, it's the best. (laughs) She reads it to me. Yeah. And she does the characters. It's the funnest thing. You yeah. should have heard her when she did the the unicorn voice. It's so good. Oh, that would have been great to hear. She... But I mean, that, that kind of goes to show you with like a lot of these insecurities that at least the ones that I have, you know, they aren't really grounded in reality. They're grounded in like some kind of subjective opinion that I have about myself and the things that I do. And like, you know, like you know, like you said, a home group members giving us compliments or even James just giving me a compliment right now. For some reason, that natural instinct is to be like, oh, no, that's not true. I don't believe that, you know. And I think it's it's kind of going into like. I don't know what that would be, why that is. Oh, well, do I do think? think it's inferiority. There are some people, even people I'm friends with and family members that will go fishing for a compliment. And out of the three of us, I don't think we do that at all. I think genuinely we just, um, like, I don't know about you guys. I can almost take an insult better than I can take a compliment. And I wish, I wish yeah. that was it. Now yeah. I don't want to be insulted, <laughs> but it is just, <laughs> I, I know how to deal with that. You know, like I, I know that if I'm insulted or somebody compliments me and I go, oh, no, no, um, I try not to, I I try not to think about it. You know, service work for me, that's now my go-to praying and then praying for something of service to come to me. Like James, you've said many times, you know, like I pray that someone approach me and need my help. So that way you can get out of yourself because how, how are you to feel inferior if you're not thinking about yourself at all, you know, and your mind's on something That's, else. Yeah. Um, and yep. I mean, we're allowed, if anyone who has a sponsor that actually follows the steps will probably be able to give them many recommendations on how to not feel inferior by not thinking about yourself. And there's other ways to do that by going to a meeting, you know, or calling a newcomer um, is a great way to do it. Is there a is there a step yeah. that you found that uh, maybe you you first encountered? I know step three probably uh, uh, maybe saying a prayer that's helped. But is there outside of service work and praying? Is there something that you guys have found that has really been beneficial? I think maybe touch on like step nine a little bit or at least in my experience with some of my ninth step things when I like did amends to my parents you know like I'm carrying around this idea in my head 
of how horrible of a human being I am and how bad I am and like how everyone hates me and all of this and stuff. And then I go and I make an amends to my parents. And like the first thing like that, my mother said to me was, oh, you weren't that bad of a kid. You know, you're young, blah, 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 and all of this. And then I so like I'm carrying around in this image in my head of how inferior I am or how horrible of a person I am. And my mom has already forgiven me a while ago. So it's kind of lifts that off of my shoulders Aww. a little bit, you know? You're her baby and, Dennis. Yes, I'm her baby Dennis. Does she, 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 she doesn't really <laughs> that though, right? No, <laughs> only James does and everyone else we know. <laughs> well, I would have to say probably step seven um, helps a lot. If you do the seven step prayer, you know. Because that's your character defects. And if you're feeling inferior, that's, to me, uh, a character defect. Because if you've got God in your life and you're putting God first and other people second and you're putting yourself third, you shouldn't be feeling inferior. So you, so what you what you're, away. So what you're saying is that I have all these defects. So that makes me an imperfect human. So I am. No, no. Uh, <laughs> just, no, no, I'm just giving, I'm just uh, saying what the, the book is about as a tool to help you. And that is to ask God for help. Because, you know, if we've been a certain way for so long, um, and we know that we can't do it, on our, do it by ourselves, you ask. And you keep asking until he removes it. And that, that's the seventh step prayer. I do that all the time for anger and uh, resentments. And I do it, um, you know, I because my, my wife has buttons and I like to push those buttons. I don't know why I think it's funny, but she doesn't think it's funny. So I have to, I have to get into a fight, have her talk to me, lecture me and then pray. And, but I've learned that I can just pray instead of getting into the fight. Yeah, you That's can skip call. all the other part you of it. <laughs> Look at you learning a... things in three years. No. <laughs> Only three, so but yeah, I mean, if what you 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 brought up steps, so I thought of step seven, and definitely you touched on twelve. Um, definitely, if you're helping other people, you're not thinking like I'm. I'm working with a new sponsee now, and he's he's now on step eight, and God bless him. He's like, as soon as I get the, this done, do I just go start making them? And it's like, no, 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 yeah. we'll come talk to me first. <laughs> That's probably that's a, that's a good and, thing, uh, and I will say I've gone on uh, two retreats, and they have helped immensely with inferiority. One I went with you guys. I don't know what was it now, two years ago, pretty much. And uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you were yeah. with David. So I that one, and then the one previous was in Vermont, and I would say since we we're not a part of any particular organization we start that the uh you know the phrasing of this this is basically this is just what works for us and i will say that if you have an opportunity to go to a retreat uh it was successful for me to get out of myself the fellowship the magic that's in the fellowship is second to none and i do want to talk about fellowship as a topic in the in the future because yeah. I think it's so important, but um, just identifying with other other guys or other girls that had on the outside maybe don't look anything like you, but 
they they drank or they used the same for the same emotion, the same effect, and how powerful that is to look at, you know, uh, if you have a chance to listen to an old timer at a retreat, talk about what worked for them, even though it might have worked for them 30 years ago. It's funny. So much has changed in the last 30 years, but still the same principles uh, you know, work out the same steps and tools work yeah. after all those years. Yeah, I'd you like to say this. old timer. I say elder statesman. Mm-hmm. I want to say something about that retreat that kind of, I think, applies a little bit where it was a retreat that we went to that was out on like some kind of campground or whatever. Right. So it's beautiful out in the middle of nowhere, big lake and everything like that. And when we went to that retreat, I, it was like, my first year in recovery, right? I'm still have really bad anxiety. I'm still, anytime I leave my bubble, I have a panic attack and all of that kind of stuff. And so this was some, it was like, what, maybe an hour or two away from where we live. And, you know, I didn't want to go, obviously my sponsor heavily suggested and everyone around me heavily suggested that I should go. And I went, and, you know, I obviously nervous and anxious I, you know, there was a group of us there that we did know and then a bunch of people we didn't know or whatever. Um, so when we first get there, I have like, like I start to get really bad anxiety and stuff like that where like, you know, it's just a panic attacks coming on. And you mentioned like the fellowship and the experience of that where like, you know, someone in our home group or whatever, who was also at the retreat, like started talking to me and we went, like I told him I had anxiety and it turns out he deals with anxiety sometimes too. You know, he maybe has like 30 years or something. And then we just talked and like walked down by the lake, maybe for like 30 minutes to an hour or somewhere in there. And like, it relieved my anxiety to the point to where I can enjoy the rest of, of the experience of the retreat. And that was really eye opening to me because like, I didn't have anxiety for the rest of the time. So it was one of those doing that, that first, but then whenever it came up, like whether they knew it or not, there was someone there, you know, that, that I didn't expect to be there. And it kind of was a little bonding moment for us as well. But then for the rest of the retreat, I met a whole bunch of other people who a lot of them I've never seen again. Some of them I have who, you know, are there for you. You know, it, it really builds that fellowship kind of thing when you're sitting there going over all the steps and really digging into like recovery for like a whole weekend. It's, it's a really amazing thing. Dennis, who was that that walked down to the lake with you? It was Jim. Jim C. Oh. And the rest is yep. history. And the rest is history. I got to play with his That's balls right. when I was there. Bots- what? They had, uh, two, oh. they had two golf clubs. Two golf clubs. Oh, yeah, we did do and, that. And a bucket of balls. And I got really good. Yeah, we were, we had, we were chipping the balls out in the field. That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I want to do that again someday. Well, we live in Florida. There's a lot of golf courses around. I'm looking at one now. Oh, yeah. Cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, 
I, I feel Whoa. like a cowboy and I get a lasso you guys <laughs> up every once in a while. Come on, come away from the pond. Come on back. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything? No, <laughs> you're right. good. Uh, so, so we definitely endorse um, getting out of yourself the best way possible. You know, whether it's prayer, whether it's service work, uh, you know, doing stuff that you wouldn't usually feel comfortable doing uh, sometimes can be the thing that actually gets you out of that inferiority. Um, so those are just some of the things yeah. that worked for us. Anything else? Any other suggestions? I've, yeah, I was a trigger for me was sometimes going on Facebook and um, I would get like this overwhelming overwhelming feel feeling of just not being good enough because I would see people and that I went to college with and it's like they were doing all these magnificent, magnificent things. And then I just decided early on in my recovery that I would limited, limit my Facebook usage. So I wouldn't even tempt myself to feel that way. And now when I go on and it's, it's much better, I can actually feel joy for people instead of being envious. So you know, if you're on, if you go on Facebook and you just get angry, you might want to. Yeah, maybe say a, say a prayer, take a little break. You know. Yeah. That that kind of reminds me of a thing, uh, or a slogan, or whatever, where it's like, uh, don't, like, don't compare your insides to someone else's outsides. How about this? Has has this helped either one of you in feeling a little better about yourselves? in this world under God's protection and care? I mean, I think me personally, it, it kind of does help, you know, it's like talking about any of these topics and talking with your sponsor and your home group and the meetings and stuff. It's, it's a reminder, you know, and I think like, especially like being in this isolation for so long and everything that's going on in the world, you know, I did pretty well for, most of it and in the in the past week or so you know some of my anxiety and stuff like that has started to flare up more and this kind of like talking about it and talking about it the way we do just casually and you know as friends and stuff it reminds me that you know like things that like you know god is in control that i am loved that i do have a purpose here that we are you know and i think that's important when we get away from the world in the sense of like going to meetings regularly, going to work regularly and these routines that we have and not being able to see our friends and stuff in person. And we're forced into this isolation or if we do it voluntarily, normally, then you tend to forget, you know, these, these slogans and these tools that we have. And I think, you know, we have to kind of be reminded about it. And I think having this conversation with you guys today does help because it reminds me it brings it back into the forefront it gets the negative thoughts pushed away in the solution more up front you know what i'm saying i do like our talks yeah mo- most of them are really good i love the sound like effect that? that came on where it's like Ting. that was gone was that was that a computer he says hello <laughs> he says, hello. hello and congratulations so on lucky. three years to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. 
And you laugh. <laughs> oh, that time means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up sober today, and by the yeah. grace of God, I'll oh, wake man. up sober tomorrow. Uh, uh, well, I think that's I think that's a great start to uh, kind of getting you out of yourself by using the prayer, service work, retreats, and uh, you know the capital G O D, you know, to get it done. You know, and the big book. Flip through that. Yeah. There's a lot of answers in it. <laughs> I read that thing once. It's a good book of big. Yeah. It's a good book of big. It's got a lot so, of good well, stuff in to, it for uh, sure. I want to thank you guys for the last, I don't know, what, eight months uh, of helping me get out of myself on this this podcast. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of other people, too, you know, that I know. Uh, Dennis, there's a way to reach out through Twitter. Is that right? There is. It's at the underscore characters on Twitter. And Thanks, we're man. there. If you have any cool artwork to send us, go ahead and, and send it to us there. We'd love to see to, it. Uh, to James and Dennis on there. Just shout out. You don't have to do that. You could. But <laughs> you can. You can. Yeah. At the <laughs> underscore characters. You can check out James's cool logo Rubik's as our little header. Is that playing that, James? Oh, man, that's... No, I'm working on my chicken parmesan. Good. Oh, you're cooking for us? Yeah. I can't wait till we're back in the studio and then we can have, like, our... That would be James nice. James can cook chicken parm for us it and stuff. It would be nice. Well, mm-hmm. we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you. On episode 40, <laughs> as James cooks chicken pond. Sounds, sounds really... It almost feels it feels like you have the phone in the dish. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. are an effective. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like somewhere we, in this conversation, no, we forgot we were uh, recording. <laughs> uh, we're entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember? Don't compare your insides we'll to time. people's outsides. Mm, smells good, James. Mm, more cheese. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for having what? fun. <laughs>